Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the uh, From Nothing to Profit podcast. I can't believe I said episode, but anyway, (laughs) Um, Matt and I are really excited to have Chelsea Taylor here today. And Chelsea Taylor is a photographer from South, uh, Southeast Kansas, and that is actually pretty close to uh, where my studio is near Kansas City. And Chelsea and I have never met, and so I wanted her to come on today uh, because I've watched her her work. I've seen her. I've kind of gotten to know her through her social media stories. And I think she's a great person for our listeners. And so Chelsea, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's my first podcast. <laughs> no, no. Are you serious? Yeah. No. Yes. Wow. We feel very honored. <laughs> we're, we're introducing you to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things I really like about you, Chelsea, is uh, your work is really clean and like it has a I, I know people a lot of set times say fashion, but it's uh-huh. just like a clean, uh, bright, uh, you know, n- not fluffy vibe. I love what you do. Thank you. And um, I feel, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for people to, to go and check you out and see that. Um, but can, can you tell us a little bit about like, um, what your story is, how you got into the business, that type of thing? Okay. Yeah. So I am, I do live in uh, South Central Kansas now. I've lived here for about six years. Um, But I grew up my entire life in Northeastern Oklahoma um, for 28 years. And I, you know, I feel like it's like, what's your photography story? I'm like, well, do you want like all of it or just part of it? Um, So I bought a like 35 millimeter Canon Rebel when I was in high school and just like decided I was going to start shooting all the things. Um, and I did that for a while. Like, I mean, talking like weddings on rolls of film that I developed at a photo lab myself kind of vibe. Um, but it wasn't until later in college when I got into, you know, taking photography and graphic design classes and Photoshop classes and things like that, that I really, you know, started getting deeper into it. Um, and in, God, it was 2000, probably like 2013, 2014 is when I really sort of decided like, okay, I can make a business out of this. I'm going to invest in, you know, like a newer digital camera. I'm going to start getting into some education and actually, you know, booking clients and doing things like that. And at that time I was working a full-time job um, in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, which is where I'm from. I worked at a high-end jewelry store And I started doing photography on the side, getting back into it, kind of rediscovering my style and what I wanted to do. And um, I was sort of dabbling um, at that point. And then in 2014, when I moved to Kansas, that was sort of like a big life shift. I got engaged. We bought a house. We got married. And moving to Kansas was really the catalyst where I was kind of like, okay, I'm leaving my job for you know, outside reasons. But since I'm leaving my job, I have this opportunity to turn my photography into a full-time business. And so when we moved, I just thankfully have a, you know, a husband and a partner who was like, Hey, if you want to jump in and you want to make this, you know, a business, like you go for it. And so 
I, we moved to a town that's like way smaller than where I'm from. It's super rural. Um, the, there was nobody at the time doing luxury senior portraits or specializing in senior portraits. You know, people, I got here and people wanted to book senior pictures like two weeks before they wanted to shoot. And I'm like, okay, this is not like we, I got to train them, you know, like I have to, I have to train them to do what I want. But, um, I feel like I kind of grew with my community. I feel like senior portraits as they are now in 2014, were just sort of becoming a, a luxury thing and a, you know, really kind of what they are now, you know, hair and makeup included and all the things that we all now see as standard, like we all kind of do them or they're kind of seen as normal. I felt like at that time it was very new. And so we moved here and I just didn't let anybody tell me that I was crazy. You know, I was like, I'm going to specialize in seniors. I'm going to include hair and makeup. I'm going to go to workshops. I'm going to learn. I'm going to have luxury pricing. And I, the, the mantra for probably the first two to three years of my business was if I build it, they will come. If I make this a thing, they will pay for it and they will want it. And I just have to believe it and jump in and make it happen. And so that's, I, I kind of view the start of this journey as, as 2014. That was when I really like jumped into being the business that I am now um, and where that really started growing from. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's fast forward a little bit then yep. to 2020. Yeah. Um, like what, what do you think, like, what do you think is working now? You know, like you, you've yeah. learned all this stuff over the years. For sure. Like that. What do you think, like, what do you think, what what's trending now or what, what do you think is working now? So now where I'm at now, I feel like, you know, I've kind of hit that point in business where I have a foundation. I have a routine. I have things that I do every year consistently that are working. Um, I think for me, probably my, my top things that I kind of feel like make me (laughs) Chelsea Taylor and that work in rural Kansas um, are, you know, I I do the normal things. Like I said, I include hair and makeup. I invested in a studio. Um, I have a model team, uh, which I do every year. Um, But I really feel like for me, I put a lot of my sort of life and heart and time and effort into my seniors. Um, I have really strong interpersonal relationships with them. I'm very involved with them. Um, I feel like that's a big part of what has made me successful with my clients um, is is the interpersonal part. Um, as far as in the industry side or the, you know, the quality of work side, kind of like Kaya said, I really, really pride myself on clean, timeless work. I don't do trends for the most part. I don't do heavy editing for the most part. Um, I try to give them very clean, bright, beautiful, you know, maybe slightly editorial things. Um, and, but really, really quality work that they're proud of that they're not going to look back in 10 years and be like, what the heck were we doing? Um, and so I really try to give them work that for our area really stands out as far as quality and style. Um, I feel like social media and behind the scenes and, you know, making it an experience is something that also has kind of put me on this trajectory. Um, I have in the last couple of years, I've added a high school intern who's helping with behind the scenes videos, who's making that content for me, who's 
filming on photo shoots, that has been a huge, huge blessing. And, you know, something I added that my clients are really loving and that helps set me apart. Um, and I think also I have a, a different perspective than some people in the industry because I do live in a really rural and, you know, lower income area, but I've made myself profitable. Um, I think I've just never, I think for me, I've never used it as an excuse. I've never used, oh, well, I live in a rural area. I can't do that. Or, oh, that won't work for me because I live in this type of environment. Like I've always viewed it as a challenge and not, you know, something that holds me back. And so I've made, you know, like, I don't know if you guys, um, watched any of the, the senior online summit, the SOS, um, online kind of conference, uh, that uh, photographers did last fall. Um, yeah. Were you in that, Matt? Uh, I was in a bunch of them. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We did not watch that, but our listeners may have. So yeah. Cool. So that the, the talk that I did for that was about ugly locations. And I mean, that's really something I felt like hadn't been, Mm -hmm. you know, touched on or talked about because there, I think there is a huge population of senior photographers that are in small towns that are in, you know, Midwestern Bible Belt, you know, America, that we don't have, you know, these like stunning landscapes or really big, you know, city architecture or these tropical flowers and vegetation. And it's kind of a make it work situation. And I, I feel like for me, that's always kind of been the root of what works for me now is I, I, I do like, you know, conferences and workshops and, you know, mentorships or online things, but I've always viewed it as those things are a toolkit. And it's up to me then to take those things and figure out how they work for me in my area and, and cater them to my clients and myself and not try to be a carbon copy of what someone's teaching me or telling me because that might not work for me. Um, and so I think that's, I don't know, the secret to my sauce, I guess, as I, I try to, you know, not view location or demographic as, you know, something that holds me back, but instead as a challenge. And I try to make it work for me and my clients. Um, yeah. I hope that was. Yeah. Yeah, no that that's really good. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to back it off all the way to where we kind of started when you were talking about your work and stuff like that. Yeah. And what's really interesting that I well, I was looking at your Instagram when you were describing like what you're trying to accomplish and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I do this a lot like on the podcast or when I'm just talking to photographers. And you're one of the first people that I felt really like were describing your work as exactly what it was. You know oh what I mean? Oh my god. Like, that's like the nicest I, compliment. The, Thank you. <laughs> Well, well, here's what I see with a lot of people. And I think that, you know, this is like somewhat of a piece of advice is like people, you'll be looking at their Instagram and then they'll be like, oh, my work is like edgy and fashion. And you're looking at it and you're like, yeah, it's really not, you know, and that doesn't mean that they're not trying to inspire to that. But you're very self-aware of what work you're trying to accomplish. And you're very self-aware of what you're putting out there, which I think is, which is awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That is like the biggest, (laughs) that's like the biggest compliment because I'm, I lean toward almost like crippling self-awareness. Like I lean towards perfectionism. I'm a control freak. I have a hard time letting go of tasks and delegating them or getting help. And so I often become overwhelmed with my level of self-awareness or, 
you know, <laughs> looking at myself. And go, yeah, I'm like, oh, that I, it never fails. If I especially have like a group shoot or a styled shoot or something out of the ordinary, a team shoot, the girls could have the best day. And I come home and I lay in bed wide awake and think of all the ways it could have gone better. I'm like, you could have done <laughs> yeah. this and you could have done that and you could have managed this time better. And the shots aren't what, you know, you thought they were going to, like, I have self-awareness to the point that I have, my dad always tells me, he's like, Chelsea, he's like, self-awareness is good to a point. He's like, but you can't beat yourself up over everything. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, you, you can't, can't be critical. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, there's a fine line between pushing yourself to be better and making yourself think that you suck. So, <laughs> so I, I really appreciate yeah. the compliment of, on my self-awareness. That's, that's a, that's high praise. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, Kyle, where are we at? We, okay. Are we doing fire, fired up right now? Is that what no, we're doing? No, because we're, this is where we're at, Matt. <laughs> this is funny. To tell you. Uh, Matt and I take turns, you know, asking questions that we have on our list, but uh-huh. we also like, uh, if either of us goes, oh, we have a couple. So I have a couple questions or, you know, kind of things I want to ask you about from what you've yeah, said so far. For sure. Um, so you have, you're rare. Um, as far as uh, our podcasts, um, most people we talk to have been in business a long time, just okay. because that's who we know. Mm-hmm. And I love that you have been in business like six years ish, six or mm-hmm. seven years. Um, and so my question for you is, uh, and you've created the business you want to have. So what's what do you want your like, what are your goals for your business next now that you've kind of gotten it where you've wanted you've done it for a while but not done it so long that you're I'm assuming you're not tired of it but like so what's next for you um I I feel like that's like a part a and part b answer so on one hand I I feel like on one hand I think what I I guess you could say it's what is coming next but it's also kind of where I currently struggle is I feel like starting out I had this like checklist you know like I I want to go to this workshop and I want to get to this price point and I want this amount of clients or I want to become an educator or I want to be published in senior style guide. Like I had this checklist and when I, I hit the goal list <laughs> yeah. and when I, but the thing is, is like I hit the checks on the checklist and I hit that point where I didn't really have a plan for when I became an established business as far as maintaining a level of consistency and success and fresh ideas and feeling motivated, you know, the, the checklist pushed me. And then I kind of got to this point where I'm like, okay, what do I do now? You know, I, you know, keeping maintaining momentum, I feel like becomes a struggle with, you know, when you get to where you kind of want to be, it's like, how do I stay here? How do I keep this level, you know, of, of booking and shooting and things like that? So I think well, and, the, that was, and one of the things is, is cause you get, you get bored with it. Right. And that doesn't mean your clients are bored with it, but you, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you're like, okay, if I do the same thing again, is it going to be as successful? And mm-hmm. you're like thinking, Oh, I got to grow, got to grow, 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 grow. Mm-hmm. And then your clients are like, well, we just want to be a part of it. You know, They're so. like, we're happy with what you're doing now. And I'm over here with my <laughs> self-awareness and perfectionism going, Oh God, you need to be better. You need to be improving. Like, what are you doing? And Looking at my right, work from right. two years ago and going, oh, how come my sun flares don't look like that anymore? What are you doing? And I'm like, Chelsea, stop. Like, whoa, reel it in, girl. Right. So I think for me, that would be my my current goal or what I feel like is next is getting better or more efficient at 
streamlining and maintaining where I'm at now and, and not, you know, feeling that constant feeling of you're not doing enough. Um, so I think for me, it would just be learning to really maintain um, that level of, you know, personal success or feeling like I'm booking and, and really running my business and not my business running me would be a personal goal. Um, I feel like next for me, which I've started sort of dabbling in recently, but I think that um, doing some education and mentorships and speaking um, would be kind of next on my list. And then um, I do feel like last year buying my studio building was definitely a goal I'd had for a couple of years and really wanted to be able to do. Um, And it's been amazing, like having a space to work Uh, I had rented some kind of small office spaces prior to that, but I had neighbors, like neighboring offices. We shared a bathroom. It was not ideal. So buying a building that has amazing light that I can shoot in, that we can, you know, have a, I can have a closet, the girls can get ready in. um, That's been a big next step for me. And so I feel like also, you know, utilizing and growing in the studio and being able to do more things in there is also kind of that next Ah, next thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I love that answer because, um, you know, when you just hearing your story, like, like obviously you're, you're, you're very driven, you know what you want. And so I do think sometimes when we attain everything, we have to really like, you know, think through what is next. So that was great. My other question is, um, you talked about hiring a senior and having them do video for Mm -hmm. you. So is that video for, um, to sell or is it just for your social media or how how are you doing that? So that is not for selling. I, I, they don't pay any extra. It's just something that's part of the experience at this point. Um, so if you get on my Instagram, on my IGTV, I started doing IGTV content about a year ago. Um, it seems like longer than that, but it's really only been like a year. Um, and what I did was I brought in a high school intern um, and we you know, made our arrangement, decided kind of what I wanted to train them on, what I wanted help with. Um, because I, I do have trouble delegating, but I knew that video was something my seniors wanted more of. I had a focus group uh, last January. And that was the biggest thing that the focus group gave feedback on is they wanted more behind the scenes, more like view, more, you know, kind of peek behind the curtain of what sessions were like, what hair and makeup is like, what, you know, is happening on shoots. And so I knew from experience because I had tried videoing myself before on sessions. I'm lucky if I can remember to do enough behind the scenes on Instagram stories. Like I struggle with that. And I'm like, there's no way. I'm going to be able to do video content because I've tried and failed. And so bringing in the intern um, was really just to create behind the scenes content for social media. It's not the client doesn't purchase it. It's just a fun thing we do. Um, My intern films on an iPhone um, and then they edit in iMovie. Um, I, you know, show them how to add music, how to edit clips and things. And then I just let them run wild with it. And they, I mean, they're, I feel like teenagers now are so much more knowledgeable about that type of stuff, you know, with TikTok and all these things, like they probably know more than I do about editing video clips together. So I just let them do it. I let go of that sort of control and let them make that content for me. Um, And it's been really popular and, and really fun for the girls too. And having, I was worried a little in the beginning that adding 
another party to the photo shoot might be weird. You know, would they feel weird? Like, oh, there's another high school girl here. I don't know her. Um, But honestly, if you can find a great intern, I mean, she is like invaluable. I mean, she's constantly making sure, oh, we left the stepladder in the car. I'm going to go get it. Or, oh, here's the reflector. All Like she knows where to hold it. She knows what to do. She looks out for stray hairs. She tells them they look amazing. Like she's a good hype man. She's a great assistant. And so I'm spoiled now actually having a second person on set with me because I've now learned to rely on them to function because they keep track of me and all my things. And so um, beyond, you know, creating the video content, it's also really nice to have someone there to assist and kind of make sure everything runs smoothly. So. Oh, yeah. I definitely uh, love having assistance. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to shoot without it because it's like built-in friends that are along with you, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, those are That's awesome. That is really awesome. So, Matt, uh, what questions do we want to ask next? What ones do you have for so, uh, Chelsea? I have a terrible question. Oh, Because <laughs> it's, it's so silly and it's irrelevant to the podcast. I just want to know. I just want to know what font you use. Like Ooh. on your thumbnails for your IGTV. That, that, oh, font, that might be a secret. You might need to wait to ask that till after we're over. Font, that, font is, that font's pretty dope. I like thank it. Thank you. Like thank it. you. Uh, it's really funny you mentioned that because um, I'm like a font nerd. Like I'm a true font nerd. Like I look yeah. at people's logos and marketing and I'll be like, yeah. Or I'm like, ooh, girl, like I don't know about that cursive. Or like your letters are too far apart. What are you doing? So, um, it's pretty funny. I, for my logo and like my branding font several years ago, I bought a font before, like when it first came out, I found it online. I was like, this is going to be awesome. Redid everything on my branding. And then it was kind of like that. I felt like I was the cool kid that had it. And like six months, a year, two years, it blew up. It was like, do you remember when bombshell was like the really popular uh, font for like wedding photographers? Well, this, I feel like this was yeah. like the new bombshell. So I started using uh, the Medina font several years ago, and then it got really, really popular and I see it everywhere now. So, so yeah, you've, you've found my, my secondary secretive font that I use for my IGTV. Um, right. So, so there's, so there's two little secret things I would do in life. One of them would be just like, look at fonts all day. Cause I really enjoy that. And the other fonts. one would be, as I would like to be the guy that picks music for the back, like behind the scenes in, in actual movies Cause like right? sometimes it can just set the mood, like it, whether it's like, you know, intense or like adds a funny element to it. Mm-hmm. I would want to be the guy that picks music. And those are the only two things I could do in life. So, um, so we'll have to nerd out about fonts for sure. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. I do. I do love fonts, but I will say we're, it's not we're, like, we're like, we're like, <laughs> I use, yeah, a, we're, we're I like, go ahead. I, I was going to say we're font friends. So yes. we even have a name for it. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So Kaya, I'll, I'll get back on track at some point, but if you want to take over and ask another question, then yeah. I'll, uh, I'll yeah. get back well, on track. So Chelsea, what, um, one of the questions that we like to ask is about like advice or internet resources. Um, and I feel like that's an area you've like been immersed in, in the okay. last, you know, six years is, uh, so, um, what is uh, some of the best advice that you've received? Um, oh, God. I feel like for me, I, and I, if you ask me to pinpoint this piece of advice, I probably couldn't tell you like where it came from specifically. But I think that learning and accepting early on 
that everybody is not your client it was like the biggest thing. It, I mean, being okay with people inquiring and then not booking or, you know, whatever it is, like I learning that not everybody is for you and that they, they can't be because you can't shoot everybody. And so not everybody is going to be, you know, on your team or wanting to be, you know, part of your business or, or whatever. And so accepting that and just letting it go and not taking it personally and knowing that there are people out there for you and your style and your pricing and whatever it is that 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 secret sauce that draws them to you, you know, they are out there. Um, but that being OK with that, you know, it's not going to be everybody, I think, has been one of my biggest. Biggest things. Yeah, that, you know, that's really yeah. good. Yeah. And if you, and if you can keep that mindset in your business, you know, it just helps you get through the day, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just so hard, like, as you know every year is different or whatever. And you just got to figure out how to keep telling yourself like positive speak in your head or in, and you could even say, you know, justify things or whatever, but like, you just got to figure out and say like, that's okay that they're not my client. And if you Mm -hmm. can keep that mentality, it'll just, you'll just run a healthier business for yourself, you know, and Mm -hmm. and drink a lot less wine probably at at night when you go home. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Helps, helps keep you sane because it's, I feel like because we do, you know, work at home and spend so much time alone. And then I don't know, I, I, probably different from you guys, but um, I have no children and my husband travels for work. So when I say I'm alone a lot, I mean, genuinely like alone in my house. And so by by yourself, yes, truly by myself. And it is easy to get caught up in that stuff. You know, like you catch yourself having these really ridiculous, like, you know, you see a girl that inquired with you, but she shot with the lady, the town over. And you're like, well, why didn't she shoot with me? Or, you know, you see some location that you thought you were using and somebody else uses it and you're like, they're using my location. And I'm just like, whoa, you got to like step back and realize that it, none of that matters. Like, like you just do, you create your art, like give your clients the best experience you can. And like, like you said, positive speak, it's, it's easy to get caught up in really crazy, like nitpicky negative things. Um, but learning to step back from that and let a lot of that go, I think, is a big thing for this industry, especially when you're working from home and spending a lot of time alone and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, and just a disclaimer, I do not have children. My wife and I are not planning on having children. I taught I taught high school math for five years, and that is plenty enough of children for me for the rest of my life. Oh, my God. Um, we're I, on the other friends. hand. We're font friends, and we're choosing to not have kids friends. Look at us. Yeah. I had enough for both of you. (laughs) I was going to say it differently, but that's the best way to say it. Uh, I just like friends. I I just had a bunch of my own friends to live at my house. Yeah. So then you're like, Andy, can we produce more, more friends for me? That would be great. It was, you know, honestly, he was lonely as a kid and he want, he wanted a lot of kids. He was like, I didn't have anyone to play with. So I was mm. about him. Isn't that interesting? Um, yeah, that's interesting. So Chelsea, I also want to know, like, what is uh, one of your personal habits that you think contributes to your success? Oh my gosh. I knew you were going to ask me this. And I, <laughs> I'm like the worst person to ask about habits. Um, really? Right, you just girl. seem like you. Oh, okay. Tell me. I'm like a fly by the seat of my pants type of person. Like I... I struggle. I'll I'll do real talk. I'll answer your question, but with real talk, like I struggle with time management. 
Um, I struggle with completing like tasks and to-do lists and getting things done, you know, like in a timely manner or when they should be done or, you know, I'm sliding in at the end of like deadlines or whatever. Um, so, you know, maybe that's like real talk that somebody else can identify with. Like, even if you look at social media and you're like, oh, this person's got it going on. Like, I assure you, there are things that I do that are not the most efficient. Um, so as far as what I do that is efficient or, you know, God, that's a hard question to be on. And maybe I'm, maybe I view myself under a, a harsher microscope, but I feel like I do a lot of fly by the seat of my pants. So I don't, I don't know if I can give you like any secret, you know, skill that I do that's like super organized or high functioning but, habit. But I did like what you said, like that no matter how dialed the person looks like on Instagram, like it may be like a complete shit show behind the scenes. <laughs> and I, I always joke, I always joke about this. Like that's the report I want to see, like, you know, social media marketer or whatever comes out with a report and they're like all this stuff. I want to see like the percentage of like, you know, how is it, how is it on Instagram versus how is it in real life? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I would guarantee there's a lot of people that just don't have it as dialed, but you, it makes you feel like you have to have it dialed. And again, I think that goes back to like the, the positive speak and stuff like that. You can't just keep being critical and beating yourself up over it because you're not make, you're not what somebody else appears to be like online. You right. Know? And, and maybe that is my well, I, good habit. You know, like I put a lot of time and effort into my presence on Instagram and with my clients and my teens and my potential people out there. Like, and maybe that's why I'm a mess on the other end, you know, because I do spend a lot of time trying to make sure I'm keeping up with that and making, you know, making behind the scenes content, making marketing content, you know, doing Instagram, looking at fonts, look, looking at fonts, uh, you know, and I, I even have like a planning app where I lay out my Instagram posts to make sure I like the flow of like colors and poses and close ups And like, I'm very particular about that kind of stuff. And, And so maybe that is my, my superpower. And then, you know, because I spend so much time making sure that is taken care of, I fly by the seat of my pants on the rest of things. So yeah, I think, I think that's good. I I mean, I think that's real. I just think it's, that's real life. So, um, so do you want to share a couple of those internet resources, like what you use for planning and and any of the tools that you use? Um, yeah, for sure. I really wasn't trying to be, um, secretive with my font choice. I'm happy to. So one of my favorite, uh, resources um, like computer resources where I download things and use in Photoshop and design and marketing. Um, I love creative market. Um, and yeah. I feel like people, I just I found that. I feel like people don't talk about it very much, which I think is weird. I feel like it's a hidden gym. And every time I recommend it to someone, they're like, Oh, I haven't heard of that, but I love it because it has everything. There are flat lays, there are, you know, styled desktops, there are mock-up generators, there are fonts, there's literally like everything you could ever want. And for the There's 34,000 fonts, by the way. Yes. And so, and for the most part, generally what I find for me that I want to use in my industry is also pretty inexpensive. And I like that because if I want to use a styled desktop one time and it's like $4, I'm like, okay, great. Rather than spending $60 on a styled desktop, you know, which I feel weird using it repeatedly and repeatedly. So I love Creative Market for 
um, you know, designing on my computer uh, for, I, I have tried to start doing more things that I can do from my phone as far as a time saver. So I'm not designing in Photoshop and then airdropping to my phone and yada, yada. So um, I use a couple different things. So for animated stories, um, if you want like videos in your Instagram stories, there is an app called in stories, I in stories, it's all one word. Um, the amount of free ones is pretty small, but you can pay like a monthly or yearly subscription to get more. Um, and then I use, um, an app called design kit. Um, and they also have a sister app called, oh my gosh, what is it? Hold on. I didn't use it. They have a sister app called a color story. And both of those are like little design apps where you can add stickers or fonts or, you know, design elements or make little marketing things for Instagram. Um, and so I use those for kind of animated stuff or for static stuff. Um, I have started using those on my phone more just to kind of save time. So. Yeah, that's good. So the, um, the girls who designed the design kit and a color story have a blog called a beautiful mess and they do a podcast that is my favorite podcast to listen to. Oh my God. I I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're two sisters who are probably about um, your age, Chelsea. And they, one of them grew up in Springfield, Missouri, or they both grew up in Springfield, Missouri, and one moved to Nashville. And um, they, I think you'd find them like similar lifestyle choices and stuff. Um, But I, they don't, they talk about nothing like, I, it's not it's not like what we do where it's very specific and it's about yeah. like your business it's just about you know them like talking about their life and they're just they're I, I love it cool <laughs> and I'll it's it's it yeah it's my second favorite after this I had no idea yeah. that's funny I didn't yeah. know they had a podcast yeah. so I'll check it out <laughs> um okay so Matt should we finish up then yeah Would, I think so yeah okay um, Chelsea, this has been fantastic to have you on here. Um, so, uh, if you want to share with our listeners where they can find you, wherever you want them to go on online, and then also like a parting piece of guidance, we would love that. Sure. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at the Chelsea Taylor. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I love the Twitter. That's that's my plug. I feel like if you're not using Twitter for your teens, you're missing out. Um, on Twitter, I am CTP underscore seniors. And then also Chelsea Taylor, Chelsea Taylor Photography. Almost couldn't get that out. On Facebook. Um, and also my website is thechelseataylor.com. Um, you can email, DM, whatever. I do... Um, online mentorships. I really recently started doing those this year. Um, and so I do have those available or, you know, in general, if you want to just shoot me a message on social media, I am on it all the time as we discussed earlier and I'm happy to, you know, chat or things like that. So piece of parting wisdom. I think my piece of parting wisdom and I may be you know, like a broken record of something I already touched on earlier, but I think in the industry that it's really important that you find your own voice and your own style and your own 
secret sauce, since I've used that word like three times today, that makes you you and that makes your business your own. Um, I think education is great. I think, you know, getting resources and advice from other photographers is great. Um, and there are a lot of great resources out there, but I think looking at other people's success or other people's business model or other people's, you know, things that they're doing and expecting it to work for you, like in a carbon copy format will always leave you feeling disappointed or like you're failing or like, why isn't this working? Um, so I think really taking those things in as tools and learning to make them yours and make your business your own is the only way that you're ever going to feel any measure of success um, is not looking to, to do exactly what someone else is doing and have it work for you. Yeah. Really good. Really good. I wrote, I just wrote down while you were talking about that. Um, I, I wrote small town, big goals is what I, yes. I wrote down. Which yes. kind of summarizes like what we talked about That's today. Really so good. Yes. Mm -hmm. So awesome. All right. Well, I think we'll leave it there. Awesome. Um, thanks again so much, so much for being on. It was really great talking to you. Um, yes, I'd love to keep in touch well. after this for sure. So I think I'm going to see you at so. a push. Yes. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, assuming it happens, Assu let's, yes. let's hope the world starts. Let's, let's all keep our fingers crossed. Back up. <laughs> yes, let's, yeah, so, let's keep our awesome. fingers crossed. Though. All right, all right, everybody. We, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.